You're listening to Sermons by Living Word. We pray today's message will bless you and help you grow in your relationship with Christ. Psalm 46. I sure am thankful that we have a light that shines a lot brighter than anything in this world. We tend to get our focus on other things and things that are going on in the country and in our lives. And and sometimes we'll forget to, to look at the light. But I'm glad that we have it. Uh, in our lives and in our hearts if we're born again. Psalm 46 verse 1 says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Father, I pray that you'd help us this morning as we preach. I pray that you'd touch lives and uh, maybe encourage somebody today. Thank you for how you've encouraged me this week with this and uh, just the, the light that you've shown me through this dark time in your word. We thank you for the privilege to be able to preach today. Pray that you'd bless the service. In Jesus' name, amen. If you write down titles of messages in your Bible or in your notes, you can write this down for today. Uh, The idea of remaining stable in an unstable world. We are living in a a topsy-turvy day. We're living in a day to where everything seems to be uprooted and is uh, backwards, uh, so to speak. And we're, we're living in a day to where it seems like everything is changing constantly. So how, as Christians, are we able to remain stable in such an unstable world? And I begin to study. Uh, the Lord has not let me get out of the book of Psalms over the last couple of weeks. It, it seems like he's just parked me there to have me uh, study about some encouraging things about him. He's the only thing that's going to make the difference in this whole deal. He's the only thing that has the ability to uh, comfort me through these dark days and dark hours. He's the only one who has the ability to protect me in these dark days. And, and he's shown me some things through his word uh, that has helped me this week. said last week, if you're studying the Bible, you need to be studying it to help yourself. It's kind of like that oxygen mask in the airplane. They always tell you, help yourself before you can help others. If this thing has not helped me, then how in the world is it supposed to help you? And so as I approach this text, there are uh, some traits of this stability that were brought forth uh, through the study of this text that I'm going to give you this morning. The first one I want you to notice is that stability requires safety. What is it it says there in, in verse 1? It says, God is our refuge. What is that refuge? That that carries the idea of a, a safe place that one can go and, and one can find themselves in during rough days, during dark hours, during hard times, and it's a place to where the world can't reach you. He is that refuge. If you can imagine it this way, it is the as a ship is being tossed about on the ocean, it is that place, that harbor, to where that ship can find itself docked to where the storms can't hurt it. And while the winds of the world may blow, while everything may be topsy-turvy today, God has got a place for you, he's got a place for me, that I can go and I can find a place of refuge. I can find that place of peace. I can uh, find that place uh, to where I'm safe. But I noticed something in, in... before you get to refuge there that that I found intriguing, and I'll probably mention this a couple of times throughout the message, but he twice mentions a present tense, does he not? He says, God 
was our refuge, or God will be our refuge. Is that what it says? It says God is our refuge. And then it going down, it says a, a very present help. In other words, it is a help that I can have now. It is a help that I don't have to wait till tomorrow to get it. I, I might be down today. I might not be down tomorrow. But if I'm down today, then I have the ability to run to the Word of God. And I have the ability to, to find myself in that refuge in the Word of God. It, now is the time that I can have that. He lives in present tense. Never past, never future. He always is. Aren't you glad we serve a God that is? He is our refuge. He is our safe place. He is a, a safety for our stability. If I'm going to have stability in this world, then I'm going to have to have a place to where I can go to get out of the storms of this life. You say, preacher, what are you talking about? I don't have a, I don't have a doomsday bunker and I don't have all of this and, and I run out of sanitizer and I run out of Lysol and all of that. Can I tell you this, that he's given us a refuge that is in the form of 66 books that are wholly inspired by the, the very breath of God that has the ability to bring us peace when we're in troubled times. When the men were on the ship there and they were crossing the sea and the great storm rose and they all began to worry and they all began to fear and they come to Jesus. You know the story well, I'm sure, about how they begin to rebuke Jesus. So you don't care that we perish and all of this. What is the one thing that give them safety in all of that when he spoke? Can I tell you today when the governments are, are going the way that they are and when the world is going the way it is and, and when the, the pandemics are coming and when the pestilence are coming and, and sickness is upon us and all of that, I've got a place to where I can run. I've got a place to where I can go that can be a refuge for me in time of trouble. I've got a place to where I can go to where Satan can't touch me. The world can't get at me. This life can't hurt me. And I've got a place to where I can find a total peace where I am, and it is found in the Word of God. It says the word our in this text. It says God is our refuge. What does that mean? The word our carries the idea in this text that it is just as much yours as it is mine, and it's just as much mine as it is yours. In other words, you have the same ability, the same rights that I do to get in that safe space. And I have the same ability and the same rights as a believer and the Son of God that I can get in that safe space with you. It's not an individual thing that you get it and I don't. If you're a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, then you have the same refuge that I have. You have the same ability to get in that safe place with God that I have. I found that very encouraging in days like these. A lot of people, they I've been watching some news and all of that. I try not to watch a lot because it just makes my blood pressure spike. But all of these people, they're trying to get to safety, are they not? They're running from this and they're, they're trying to escape all of the things. Uh, mass exoduses of these cities trying to get into the, the places that is not as infected and all of that. But can I tell you this, that God has got room for every single one of us. And he's never going to turn any of us away and say, you're too much. He is our refuge. He's our safety. But I notice also that stability requires strength. In Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 and 29, and if you want to turn there, you can. If you want to trust my reading, that's fine. But in the book of Matthew chapter 7, gives us a picture of, of that safe, strong refuge. What does it say down in verse 24? Therefore, whoever, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine, and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man, which built his house upon the rock. And the rain descended, 
and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon the rock. Second part of verse 1 in Psalm 46 says, He is our refuge and strength. What is that strength? That strength is that foundation that I am set upon. It is the foundation that all of my beliefs are based in out of this book. It is the foundation of, of the Lord Jesus Christ Himself. He is the rock of my salvation. He is the one to where I put all of my hope in. My hope is not built upon what Washington can do. My hope is not built upon what the CDC comes up with this week. My hope is not built built upon what the World Health Organization is able to come up with. I've got a hope that is founded in the Lord Jesus Christ and what's going to happen if that's the case. The rains came, the winds blew, and the floods came, and they beat upon that house, and it fell not. Later on in that text, it talks about the, the foolish man. It says, Everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man which built his house upon the sand. And the rains descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat upon that house, and it fell. Understand, both of those men had a refuge, did they not? They had a place to where they could go get in out of the elements. The only difference was is the, the foolish man did not have his foundation built upon a rock. He built it upon the sand. And in today's society, in today's uh, where we're at today as a generation, we have a lot of Christians that are building their, their refuges on the sand. And when the world comes and when the winds come and the rains and the floods come, all of their beliefs are going to be washed away. Because they're not founded upon the rock. You've got to have both of those to have stability. That man in the, the first account, he is able to go to bed and sleep all night. You know why? Because he knew his house was built on the rock. He understood that he had done it right. And that that rock was going to be the foundation for his safety. What's that old song say? On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. If I'm going to be what I need to be for Christ, if I'm going to make it through the, the pandemics of the world, if I'm going to make it through the, the dark days, if I'm going to make it through when, when the government starts getting involved and everything starts happening, when I, when I find myself awakened by the boogeyman of my life in the middle of the night and I'm afraid of what goes bump and all of that, I can find my peace, I can find my refuge on the rock of my salvation. He is our refuge. He is our strength. Oh, I like this. He is our unmovable foundation he's our unbreakable foundation and hallelujah he's our unshakable foundation can i tell you tomorrow whatever trump comes up with whatever the cdc comes up with and washington comes up with he ain't gonna wake up tomorrow surprised he's unshakable he is an unshakable foundation he is an unbreakable foundation he's an unmovable foundation he, he is the kind of foundation that no matter how hard the wind blows no matter how hard the rain comes down no matter how big the flood gets that foundation will stay solid because he owns it all he is the very foundations of the world back over in psalm 46 i noticed something else is stability requires sustainability it's not going to be much of a safe place if you run out of supplies halfway through it. We see what that's like today, don't we? Go to the grocery store and look at the shelves and see what everybody's trying to stock up because they're afraid they're going to run out. Can I tell you, God is never going to run out. He's never going to quit. He's never going to cease to exist. You're never going to have to wonder whether or not he's going to have enough to help you. So how in the world did you come up with that preacher out of this text? I know we got some in here that deal in school and all that. I pray that you not fall out with me about what I'm about to say. Because it is not grammatically correct. But that word very in this text, if you look up the literal translation of that word very in this text, it carries the idea of God's much muchness. 
You say, what is that? God is much, is he not? But on top of that, he's got a muchness that can never be depleted. It is the much muchness of God. It is in, you cannot run it out. You're never going to get rid of it. It is an unquantifiable muchness. It's a muchness that I cannot put a number on. I cannot put a, a, a figure on it. I cannot do away with it. It is so much that it is much of much. Kind of reminded me of the text over in Revelation where it talks about, and there were 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands. How many is that? That's a lot. What is the muchness of God? It's much. That's silly, isn't it? But in the definition, it gives me comfort to understand that this very present help, I have a, if you want to put those words in, I have a much, muchness now help. The government just passed a $2 trillion stimulus package that's going to save us all. Can I tell you this? God's muchness is much bigger than that. It's never going to run out. You, you go to studying about the muchness of God and it'll get bigger than you real quick. I begin to think about what God is telling me there and all of the things, all of the events of life that happened to me. All of the things that happen in my world, they're never going to outdo what God has the ability to help me do because his muchness exceeds anything this world has to offer. When this bill's finalized and everybody's got their money and all of this stuff, can I tell you this, that's going to be it. That $1,200 is going to be spent, but you'll never spend all of what God can give you through his word. When you get to thinking about the muchness of God, the, the ability to sustain me. That's what we're after in today's society is sustainable energy, sustainable food, sustainable transportation, sustainable environment. That's what we're after. But in the word of God, he has given me an eternal stability through his sustainability as God that I'm never going to run out of him. I'll not wake up tomorrow and, and have depleted God. I'm not going to wake up tomorrow and God's going to write a check that's going to bounce because he is all sustainable. He has an unquantifiable sustainability. It is a help that is so sustainable that it will sustain us when the creek dries up. It will sustain us when the meal barrel runs dry. It will sustain us when the money runs out. When we have to follow the casket to the graveyard, it'll sustain us. When the world rises up against us, it'll sustain us. When our health fails us, it'll sustain us. When our fears come knocking on our soul, it'll sustain us. When Satan attacks us, it will sustain us in the dark hours of life. It will sustain us when our strength fails us. It will sustain us when life jerks the rug out from under us and throws us in a tailspin. His sustainability is our stability. How in the world, preacher, can you be stable in such an unstable world? I mean, everything's changing day by day. They're coming out with new rules every day. They're coming out with new regulations every day. They're trying to tell us what to do and what not to do and all of how we can do and how much we can do and how much we can't do. How in the world can I remain stable in an unstable world? Because he is my refuge. He is my strength. And he is my very present help. Put your help in anything else. Put your hope in anything else. And you're going to find yourself coming up short. If I don't have the ability to help you, if I try to help you, I'm just going to make your situation worse. If I don't know how to work on your car, but I volunteer to work on your car because it's broke down, most likely it's going to cost you more than what it would have to take it to the shop to start with. Why? Because I don't know what I'm doing. Don't have the ability. But I'm glad that I serve a God who has an unquenchable ability to help me in days of trouble. What are we going to do when we go out of here today? How are we going to live? What are we going to say? How are we going to walk? What's our speech going to be like? Well, that depends on where you're getting your help from. If you're getting your help from Fox News or CNN or, or whatever the case may be, then you're probably not going to be much help to anybody else. 
But if you've been in the Word of God and you have found His sustainability in these unsettled days, then you can help somebody walk this road. As preachers, it's a new place for us to be. We've never had to preach and pastor and do all of that in times like this. We've never had to to lead people through something of this magnitude in my generation. I know generations that have gone on before have. But I can tell you, as I was sitting in the study the other day, I was sitting there uh, studying on this text, and the muchness of God began to get real in my life. And he began to show me over these last few months, this last year, just how much he can do for me. Say, preacher, that's Old Testament. No, that's New Testament. Say, what are you talking about? When he died upon the cross, he, he gave out his much muchness to me and you. So that we can have part of it. Revelation chapter 3. I believe it's over in verse 21. Says to him that overcometh. Will I grant to sit with me in my throne. Even as I am overcame. And am set down with my father in his throne. In other words he's going to scoot over. And make us a spot. We're going to get to join in his muchness. He's give us the ability as, as a church. To, to enjoy part of his muchness. The richness of his blessings. The, the bigness of of what he can do. He's given us the ability to do that. He's given me the the ability to pull up to the table. As old Mephibosheth did. There at David's. And say load me up. I'm a part of the family. But you'll have to let this take hold in your life. You can do it on your own. You can try to fix it. You can try to change your circumstance. You can try to change how the outcome's going to happen. But I can tell you this. The things that are said are set, and there's nothing I can do to make it change. But the help of God, the strength of God, the refuge of God has the ability to guide me through an unstable world. Got one more verse to read you, and then I'll be done. 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 12 says, And I thank Christ Jesus, our Lord, who hath enabled me, for that he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. I hope and I pray that that is your desire. Today, that Christ would be able to look at you and count you as faithful and that you'd live inside the enablement of God the Father. I can do nothing except he help me. That little old song, I can't even walk unless he's holding my hand. I'll take it a step further than that. I can't breathe. I can't open and blink my eyes lest he give me the strength to do so. And as a preacher, I sure am thankful for the enablement of God in my life, for his calling on me. That he desires for me to be with him. And that he loves me enough that he's going to be my stability in an unstable world. Father, we thank you for the day. Oh, we thank you for that refuge that you've given us. We thank you that you have helped us in these days. I pray now moving forward that you'd help us uh, in these coming days as you've promised through your word. That you'd be our present help through all of the days that are upon us. I pray that you'd help us to lean on your sustainability. And that you'd help us to to rest inside the cove of your protection. And that you'd help us to stay where the strength is in your presence. I thank you for these people, what they mean to my life. Pray as we go our separate ways that you'd keep us all safe. Have your hand upon us this week. In Jesus' name, amen.